Welcome to another edition of From the Front Lines, how real estate managers are addressing COVID-19. Our topic today is the application of the recently passed Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security, or CARES Act. I'm here with Don Carpenter, CPM and President of Dawning Real Estate, and Eileen Worth, CPM and President of Octavia Hill Association. Don, I'll start with you. How does the CARES Act affect commercial and retail properties specifically? Oh, it's affecting them 100%. Uh, we're finding that each tenant, whether they've become uh, an essential, uh, you know, out or an essential in, um, they have to really pay attention to the CARES Act and what their uh, availability of, and loans and grants are. So uh, I've got 10 commercial clients, very large clients, uh, that have federal, state, and local agencies, which we support. Um, then I have also a mixed bag of uh, commercial tenants that are not essential and also retail tenants. So um, each client has asked me to apply for the $10,000 uh, disaster grant uh, since it came available on April 3rd. And also we've been putting in loans for some of my commercial clients to cover their payroll for their essential staff, such as fire safety directors, security guards, supers, porters, and such, so they can get some money back uh, to help them get through the next few weeks or however long the order in New York has been set forth. So then how are you maintaining building operations during this shutdown? So in regard to the uh, uh, staff that's needed for, uh, the support staff needed for the essential workers, such as federal, state, and local agencies, we have uh, limited our security staff to the number required in the building, al along with the fire safety. Uh, we do have our quarters uh, in the buildings because they have to maintain um, biocide on elevators and commonality doors and things like that. So they're wiping them down um, at, uh, basically hourly at this point. So, uh, you know, and I'm overseeing that each day. So as a support staff myself, as a property manager, I'm exempted in Article 12 in the New York State um, uh, Essential Services. So I, I am on site Monday through Saturday making sure things are being taken care of. And of course, New York has been hit particularly hard. So how do you plan to prepare for reoccupancy once this is all over? So that's an interesting question because our tenants in our leases are allowed 24-7 access. So the only thing that we really need to maintain uh, are the commonalities of their spaces. So in regard to commercial and retail, the tenant actually controls their spaces and will have easy access, and we really have no responsibility to reoccupancy for them. I see. And switching gears a little bit, Eileen, you manage workforce housing. Can you define what workforce housing is exactly and how the CARES Act is impacting that? Uh, well, a lot of people may be familiar with subsidized or income-restricted affordable housing, such as the low-income housing tax credit program. Um, workforce housing, which is what my company um, really focuses on in Philadelphia, um, is below-market rentals that are not formally income-restricted or subsidized. Uh, it's just the mission of the company to provide affordable housing, safe affordable housing, to the working people of Philadelphia. So in that respect, the CARES Act, a lot, most of the provisions 
they are offering support and protection to residents that are already in the subsidized and affordable housing uh, or properties that have federally backed or insured mortgages. Um, that doesn't necessarily apply to, I'm going to say, the, the conventional properties, you know, where our, our target market is, um, you know, your, your average working um, teachers, nursing, um, healthcare aides, and then quite a few self-employed small business owners. Um, that, that's our target population for our properties. So it is challenging because there are not uh, necessarily protections in the CARE Act, but uh, Pennsylvania and Philadelphia are implementing their own protections. So we have to be mindful of not only the, the federal legislation, but what's going on at the local level. So local jurisdictions are just as important then. And I'm hearing a lot about this 120-day eviction moratorium. What are some best practices around that? That applies, that, that moratorium applies if the resident is in, uh, resides in a subsidized or uh, income-restricted or property that has a federally backed mortgage. So you, if it has an FHA loan or a loan with, um, that's backed by uh, Fannie or Freddie Mac, or USDA uh, also has, um, has a loan program, rural housing. Um, so that's where the moratorium is in place. Um, for conventional housing, the workforce housing, you know, the, the lower, more moderate income housing uh, that's not income restricted, the 120-day moratorium does not apply. But there are, again, uh, Pennsylvania has put a moratorium for now through April 30th. Work with your, your residents and uh, try and you know, help them to stay ahead of the curve with, with payments. I'll ask this of both of you. What would you recommend managers do if the tenant or resident is unable to pay rent? Dawn? So I, I think I've been extremely empathetic. I think it's very important that the tenant believes they're there. we're still partners in this, that this was not their fault. Uh, we understand that. I think secondly, what I've been doing is giving them the CARES Act information. Uh, what they can do is with their grants, $10,000 grants, to go on for loans and walk them through it if they need help, which we've been doing. Uh, I told them I would discuss anything with the landlord in regard to a rent abatement or reduction, providing it was in writing, and, um, and also giving them all the information that they need going forward and certainly keep them up to date on what's going on in the building just besides them not paying rent. If they're not here, they don't know what's going on. So we just keep them up to date with that as well. So I think just the biggest thing here for us, I think, is being empathetic. You know, let them know that we're there with them. So that's what we've been doing. And Eileen, what about for multifamily residents? It typically is more cost effective to retain a resident than to have to turn over a unit. So we are, you know, notifying our residents that we want to work with you. We understand that this crisis, um, you know, came on suddenly. I mean, it's all of a sudden you have to stay home from work and, and you know, you see the news reports of you know, 10 million people applying for unemployment within two weeks. 
um, you know, we want to try and work with people, but again, because we don't have the protections, you know, our, my company and our properties don't have the protections offered by the CARES Act, our lenders are still looking for payments. We do need those rents. Uh, and uh, willing to work with people to enter into payment arrangements, giving and sharing information with residents about um, the expanded and extended unemployment benefits, asking, you know, okay, bring, bring us documentation on your unemployment claim so we can work out a, a payment arrangement that's fair. We, we don't want to substantially uh, impact somebody's life, but you know, it's their home. But we also need to maintain operations ourselves and without having any, any, uh, any backup. So you know, that's been successful. I'm actually anticipating that May is going to be more of a challenge payment-wise than April. And that's because the, the unemployment system is being so overwhelmed, even though individuals are eligible and waiting periods are waived, and individuals that are self-employed or the, the gig workers are eligible for unemployment where they typically would not be, there's just delays and the system is so overwhelmed and that's why we're just trying to work with people. As Dawn said, be empathetic. We understand this is a challenge. This is a challenge for everyone. This is unprecedented. And we, if we work together, we can hopefully have as many people as possible maintain their homes when we come out on the other side of this. I agree with Eileen. I think we need to um, certainly, again, use the word partnership and let our, our tenants know that we're there with them. Uh, not against them, and I think it's, it only forges a better relationship going forward after this is over. Any final advice to other property managers at this time? I, I think, uh, and I've been participating in several small group, uh, you know, kind of networking or support group conference calls on a weekly basis, and again, it's that message that we are in this together. Uh, you know, you are a resident, we, we are your landlord, we want to maintain that relationship, we don't want to lose you, we value you as a resident, uh, we don't want you to get into a, a position where it's going to be almost impossible to catch up, because even with, this, even with the moratoriums, you get beyond that 120 days, if someone is so far behind, the courts are then going to be flooded with legal filings. So let's try and stay in front of that curve and do what you can to, to be at that partner and, and support and get as much information to your residents as you possibly can. And I would say in, in regard to advice from my colleagues, I think the word that I use a lot now is breathe, just breathe. <laughs> we will get through this. Like we, you know, I, I've been through hurricanes and tornadoes and, uh, I breathed through that, but I never thought I was going to have something like this ever happen. I'm sure Eileen will agree with me. You know, here I'm in my early 50s, and I'm thinking my retirement eight years from now, and I'm thinking to myself, wow, if it could be today, it might be today. So my, my suggestion is just to, and advice would be just breathe as much as you can, and remember tomorrow's another day. We will get through this. We will yes. come out on the other side. What that will look like is still unknown. When exactly that will be is still unknown. There is a future. 
and we just need to keep plugging away and, and working towards that. Thank you again, Don and Eileen. This is really helpful advice for both commercial and multifamily managers. Please continue to visit iroam.org where you'll find our page dedicated to providing updates and resources to support real estate managers in making informed decisions during this time. 